Thank you for joining me for another episode of Keeping It Real. This is Jay. Last episode, we talked about habits. So now we're going to talk about the elite performance lifestyle. That It's going to require habits, highly successful habits, good habits that are going to help you reach that success and peace and health and prosperity in your life. So, if you're all about elite performance, that's what you want your life heading towards in your business, in your physical well-being, in your bank account, well, there's lots of bullet points to go over here. So, let's get started now. So, you're saying, what's in it for me? Well, let's get started then. Are you a hard worker whose efforts still don't seem to set you above the crowd that you're dealing with at work or in your family or uh, at church or wherever it is that it matters to you? And despite aiming for the stars, do you still tend to get caught up in answering bullshit like emails or you're checking off tedious to-do lists or... Like most people, an average performer, you're stuck like just running the hamster wheel of life. Well, luckily, I will hopefully demonstrate for you here why this doesn't need to be the case forever. In fact, a new body of research shows the highest performing people in the world aren't born with an extraordinary ability to achieve, and neither does their success stem from some specific kind of personality. Instead, the key to long-term success in life is certain habits, and we just did a podcast on habits and how important they are. So go back and listen to that one before this one. But you got to identify and research what the high performance habits out there are if you want them. And then you'll be on your way to extraordinary achievements. You'll see why seeking clarity, generating energy, raising necessity, increasing productivity, developing influence, demonstrating courage. All this is going to help you perform your way to the stars and above. The sky is not high enough for where you're going to be going if you master all this. You learn what is CEOs and professional athletes and things like that. You know these are high performers. What do they have in common? What would you benefit from having your mother depend on your success or father or your brother or sister or your children? Okay, how to understand and tame the seduction of distraction. So I already told you, the key to high performance isn't about your personality per se or an inherent gift or talent that you have. It's about 
good habits and high confidence because often we hear about people that were instilled with unbelievable gifts by the good Lord above and somehow somebody that is half as good as them just simply outworks them because they have better habits. That's what they've done. That's how they outwork them. You can't just lean on talent. So, have you ever met somebody who uh, makes everybody else just pissed off? You're all like, fuck him, fuck her. They make everything look easy. They just, everything they touch turns to gold. You know, they're earning multiple degrees while working two or three jobs or whatever. They, They don't break a sweat doing any of this stuff or... It's that guy or girl that goes in the gym and just is there for a month or two and already looks like they can be in a fitness magazine. You know, every project they tackle turns into a smashing success. Chances are they're what's known as a high performer. Brendan Bouchard has conducted one of the biggest studies on high performance elite people in history examining people from over 190 countries to understand exactly how they achieve long-term success. He concluded that gender, race, age, personality traits all have very little to do with high performance. What really matters are certain key habits like keeping yourself physically fit. It's very highly stressed among all these people a fitness routine something to keep them sharp because if the mind is sharp the body is sharp if the body is sharp the mind is sharp usually these two things follow each other in other words it's not who you are but rather what you do that's important the action it's been discovered that these habits didn't form by accident Elite performers took them on deliberately. Now, don't confuse these habits with life hacks or a magic change or magic pill that takes zero effort to implement. High performance outperform their peers. High performers outperform their peers because they consciously and consistently practice on their elite habits. Another common trait is their confidence in being able to master even difficult tasks like being being thrown into a big new project at work or learning a completely new language. Again, this isn't an inherent trait. It's an earned confidence achieved through diligent practice. Diligent practice. Somehow there's a, there's something about steady routine, diligent practice, doing these things that builds confidence in the human being. It's good news for you as it means you too can gain confidence through practice. With continued practice, you gain more knowledge, master more skills, and your confidence grows. You see what I'm saying? It makes it easier to keep learning and growing. This loop is of continual Growth and self-improvement, it's the hallmark of the elite performer. Motivation seems to always get things started, but it is habits that you pick up that will keep you going. The ones you adopt and save and repeat. 
high performers have a self-awareness and a clear purpose in life, which most people do not seem to have identified what is their purpose in life. What is their meaning in life? When was the last time you asked yourself the big question, such as how do I want to be remembered or what do I do with my life? I don't know. I'm just kind of day to day. Just whatever the hell happens. Fuck it. A lot of people live that way. Many will only think about these questions on their birthday or New Year's Eve or, you know, maybe it's on your deathbed. You have cancer. Maybe it's you just got shot or ran over in a horrible car accident. This shit can flash before your eyes then. What have I done with my life? But high performers ask these questions all the time. It's a habit. It's seeking clarity and it keeps them goal-oriented. It also gives these elite performers a strong purpose, direction, and focus in everything they do since they know precisely how their actions are helping them reach their goal. Conversely, when you lack clarity, you can end up sulking, mired in negative emotions. And that's the easiest thing to do is to point out everything that's wrong. Everything that will go wrong, everything that has gone wrong, and everything wrong at this moment. Human beings like to evaluate and negotiate with our brains, which is always looking for our safety and survival. So it looks for negative things unless you guide it towards something positive that takes Clarity, you have to define it. Clarity comprises four fields that you need to work on to improve. First is the self and knowing exactly what kind of person you want to become. Who are you? Who do you want to be? High performers are focused on becoming the best version of themselves and being remembered this way. This could mean, for instance, being kind, attentive, humble, powerful, Um. The best at your sport, whatever it is. Once you determine the self you want to be, the question becomes, have you behaved this way so far? And if not, what do you need to change? Get out a notebook and write it down and answer the questions to yourself. Second is the social sphere and being aware and intentional about the interactions you have with others. Elite performers don't have an autopilot for socializing. If there's a lunch date meeting or a party coming up, the question becomes, how can I shape that meeting into a positive one that benefits me, that will do something for my life to push it forward, or can I benefit somebody there with my presence? The third is the field of skills and knowing precisely which talents need to be developed. High performers, elite people in this area will always focus on a primary profession or field of interest or work giving themselves time to practice while avoiding all distractions. If you want to be a great writer, this would mean setting aside time to write. I've discussed this, I swear, last episode maybe. I I talked about it as maybe developing it as a habit. Not just learning about writing, 
but getting feedback to learn what needs to improve, setting yourself some daily goals to achieve. Write a page. Write half a page. Do it every single day. Make a habit. You can only get better if you keep doing repetitively the same thing. That's how you develop. The fourth field is service and finding a way to give back to others. Elite people will excel at working on behalf of others and not just themselves. Doing so motivates them while also endowing them with a passionate drive and granting meaning to the work. This goes for most people and it has been evaluated and it seems like there is something inside of human beings that was planted there that makes you feel good, gives you a dopamine hit when you help other people, when you provide them a service. I'm not even talking just going down to the local soup kitchen and handing out stuff. I'm talking about with your work. Is it providing value? Are you giving back to other people? Of course, there's a barter, there's a trade, but okay, so maybe you're a trainer or you're you're doing uh, lawyer work or you're cleaning cars or you're building houses or you're the garbage man, whatever. You get money for your service. How are you performing that service to help other people, to benefit other people? If you know and you think about the fact you are helping and benefiting humankind, most everybody receives positive feedback in the loop of the brain dumping dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine, endorphins, neurochemicals that make you feel good and want you to keep doing the activity. That's right. Neurologically, it's good for you. Okay, and you remember I was talking about how the mind and the body go hand in hand. Well, elite performers have a positive outlook on life and are physically and mentally fit. The highest percentage in the study that was conducted. If you were to list the habits you imagine a successful CEO might have, you might think of efficient scheduling, the ability to keep distractions to a minimum, but you might not even think about, does he go to the gym? Does he work out? Does he go for walks? Is he physically fit? Does he have a good diet? You don't think about that when you think about a CEO. People often associate this position with mental fitness, but research shows that they're also physically fit. And their energy levels tend to be similar to those of professional athletes. So the second habit is called generating energy. It's key to maintaining high performance in life, period. Neuroscientists have found that regular exercise increases the production of new neurons in the area of your brain that are related to learning and memory. Exercise also improves your mood and reduces stress, all of which are going to add up greatly to enhanced leadership performance for this CEO we're talking about. And all this stuff's been discussed in podcasts before because y'all know I am a fitness enthusiast and I know the benefits and the neural 
dump of good chemicals that you get when you exercise. It's not just about your body, it's about your mind too. I literally think I would be dead, not because of bad health without exercise, but because I would have fucking killed myself. I would have went crazy if I did not have exercise, fitness, some way to just go get that endorphin dump, to get that neurochemical release that I get from the gym. But I mean, you all know exercise is good for you, right? Elite performers stand out because they make a routine exercise. It's a habit. They stick to it, while underperformers are great at coming up with the excuses and avoiding working out. As for getting mental energy, this is achieved by having a positive outlook on life. Yes, it helps so much more than that negative, low vibrational negative Nancy, you know, you've heard it before, just the the motherfucker that's pessimistic, that bitches and complains about everything. Fuck them. I mean, no, I shouldn't say that. It's not fuck them. It's just, listen, you need to change your attitude. You need to look on the brighter side of, you're going, I can't do it. Life sucks. Yes, you can. You can always find the positive. It's what you have made a habit of looking at is the negative shit. Make a habit of going, I got a roof over my head. My bills are paid. I have decent health. I have food to eat. I am alive. Whatever it is, go for the simple shit because it is a blessing. And you can look at that, but you decide to look at negative shit. Don't do that. High performers are more cheerful and positive than their surrounding peers, whether at work or with friends. Even though their personal and professional lives are no less difficult and troubled, they continually and intentionally focus on good while avoiding getting mired in the negative Nancy thinking. And research suggests that this positive thinking directly relates to high performers having happier emotional lives and having more mental energy. So get yourself in a habit of positive thinking and gratitude. Take a moment each morning to ask yourself, what do I have to look forward to to this day ahead? You're probably used to thinking of the negative. Oh, fuck, it's another day. Gotta get up. Ah, Shut the fuck up, you alarm clock. Oh, I hate this goddamn job. Oh, fuck, there's Jim. I hate him. Oh, Nancy, she's such a bitch. What, if you're just thinking like that all day, then fuck, man. That's all you're going to, you've trained yourself to look for it. Start thinking about the positive. It's what you tell your mind consistently is what it will do. So don't be mad at your mind for looking at all the negative and for you being the bitching, complaining son of a bitch because you have taught it to do that. It's easier to do, Yes. It's much more difficult to be positive, to be happy, to look for the gratitude in life, to find the things to be grateful for, but you can do it and you can shift and you can change and it will raise your vibration and your energy in the way that you are experiencing life. Keep in mind, it's not about staying just in a good mood. Neuroscientists believe that anticipating positive events releases just as much dopamine the hormone associated with happiness. 
as experiencing the event itself. You see, that's a good, what dopamine is associated with anticipation. So, in this way, having a positive outlook is a very powerful tool since you get twice the joy, both in the anticipation of the event and again when it actually happens. Elite performers use inner and outer expectations to stay motivated. That's right. Let's imagine there's two runners about to start a race. They're waiting for that starting pistol to go off. Both have a similar track record and each has put in the same amount of training. But there's one difference. One of them is thinking about the personal glory of winning while the other is thinking, I have to win this for my mother. Who's going to win? Personal glory? I got to win this for my mother. Probably the latter. That's because raising the stakes improves performance. It's the third habit we're going to talk about, raising necessity. High performers bring an extra urgency to their work. They're doing usually in the form of an outside obligation that is added to their own internal desires. This provides them with more motivation and increases their likelihood of success. Underperformers, on the other hand, will rely solely on their own desire to succeed. This makes their success a preferable outcome, but not a necessity. So you see the difference. Extra urgency, outside source or obligation, commitment. Much higher likelihood of success, not just your own desire. So to put this into practice, you first need to set a high standard for yourself. Remember, you want to master your craft, so don't settle for simple and easily achievable goals. Now, you gotta also want to attach your personal goal to an external obligation so that a positive outcome will also benefit someone else in your life. If your local charity will gain exposure and a massive windfall of donations as a result of your project's success, you'll likely work twice as hard to ensure it comes together. You've seen lots of people do things like this in your life. Lots of record holders, lots of people that do crazy stunts, they do it for charities. And they get lots of donations made to the charity by doing such a thing. That's just an example. Another high-performer habit for raising the stakes is simply to share your goal with a lot of people. This is accountability. You know, I've went over this with you guys before. Outside expectations are created. And then active voicing your goal out loud can increase its importance. No one wants to fail publicly after you've admitted this to everyone. So the more people you tell, the more committed you're going to feel. I've told you before exactly about like bodybuilding shows in the past. This may be your first time listening though. When I did them, it's three months, 12 weeks of pure hell dieting and working out like a maniac. And I'm going to get on stage in basically like bikini underwear in front of a massive crowd and judges and everybody staring at me and judging me against the person next to me. And you know, which muscle looks good? Does that shit look bad? Oh, you know, it's just, it's it's nerve-wracking. 
So what I did before every show, so I wouldn't be cheating on my diet or skipping my workouts, was tell everybody, this show coming up, I'm doing it. Be ready to come see me at my best. Be out in the crowd rooting for me. I wanted that accountability. So I made a commitment to it and announced it. Exactly as an example to what we were talking about. Elite performers also avoid distractions and are smart with their deadlines. It's terrible to always feel like you're busy and you're run down, yet still you're not getting anywhere. You're not getting enough done. This is a clear sign that there's an imbalance between your energy and the results that you're seeing. This brings us to the fourth habit of high elite performance, increasing productivity, which you can do by learning how to separate the important work from the unimportant work. This way you only spend energy on the tasks that really do matter. It's common for underperformers to pay a lot of attention to small tasks that make them feel productive in short run, but you know, it adds up to very little in the long run. It's just, it's checking a box. It's, it's check, 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 check. I got it done. I got it done. I got it done. Looking for that little small dopamine hit of I'm completing a task, but it doesn't matter. One of the main offenders for executives is email on which people spend an average of 28% of their working week. This is because the simple act of answering an email can give you a reassuring feeling of accomplishment, even though it's likely distracting you from the important work you're supposed to be doing. An executive example. Another important aspect of productivity is timing. Data shows that underperformers are over three times more likely to fall into a false deadline trap, which means that they set a deadline that's not strictly enforced, knowing that the due date is preferable. I'm sorry, preferable. It's not a must, but you won't feel any motivation to meet it. In short, you'll be unproductive. Elite performers are great at planning, which means creating clear, challenging deadlines and goals. Having a visible finish line ahead of you is a great way to maintain focus, fight distraction, and keep your energy levels up. Data shows that a person with a clear and challenging goal will always outperform someone who has no strict deadline. Big projects that are carried out over long periods of time can be especially challenging, especially when it comes to staying focused and keeping momentum. In these cases, you find it helpful to break the long-term goal down into sub-goals of four or five small steps that will get you to the finish line. This way, you can stay focused and move forward even when there are months or years still to go. So micro your big goal down to some small achievable goals. In two years, I want to have a book written and published. That's the big goal, two years. Micro. 
I am going to write half a page a day for the next three months. The next three months, I am going to write one page a day. The next three months, you know, go on and on and keep changing the goal that gets you to where in that two years you have already written the book. You have went over the book, examined it, proofread it, had somebody else correct anything that was incomplete, run-on sentences, blah, 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 correct incorrect terminology, whatever the fuck, misspellings, all that bullshit. Bam! You, If you set up that criteria, like he's talking about here, if you set this up, the elite performers do this. They micro out their big goal. If the big goal's in three months, then micro down to some little goals that you know that'll help get you there easier. So by the time three months is up, you're cruising in, baby. You got it done. You are exactly where you need to be. That's all I'm saying. Elite performers are appreciative. They are giving and they are aware of what others need to succeed, not just themselves. There's a popular notion that it's lonely at the top, meaning that once you reach the highest rung of the ladder, the professional ladder, there will be no one around whom to share your achievements. You're the hungry wolf on top of the mountain. You're all by yourself, but you're all alone. You're the strongest, you're the best, you're the, you know, numero uno. But this isn't the case for high performers as they, the research shows them to be quite capable of establishing meaningful and lasting connections with all of their peers. High performers are appreciative in giving people who are not afraid to challenge those that they work with and expect the same from others. In 2016, the American Psychological Association, I mean, the American Psychological Association, their work and well-being survey revealed that only half of the workers in the United States feel valued and recognized by their superiors. Hey, I know I've felt for a long time in many of the jobs that I've done, being undervalued by shitty bosses. So, it's true. High-performing managers wouldn't stand for this. In his study, this researcher found high-performance routinely praising and cheering on their staff. They also are more likely to notice and appreciate good work. High performers were found to have a giving mindset. That is the fifth habit. They're well aware of the struggles and desires of other people. They use that knowledge to provide the people with what they need. They also know that their staff need the trust and the freedom to make their own decisions. Having this power is a great motivator and a high performer, they're aware of this. They're respectful of this, that it's, 
it's demotivational when you micromanage people below you and treat them like children and disrespect them and don't listen to them. Being perceptive and aware of what people need to grow allows high elite performance people to assign the right task to the right people so they can reach the next level. And when that elite performer needs something themselves, they don't hesitate to ask for a favor. This is something underperformers often resist for fear of being judged or rejected, even though statistics show that the average person will give a, get a positive response three times more often than they even expect. In fact, fear of being harshly judged by our peers are generally overestimated. The truth is most people are too busy to spend time thinking about who the fuck you are, or what you want, or what you're doing. They're busy thinking about their own shit. So just chill the fuck out and stop being anxious and worried and depressed and thinking about you, 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 me, me, me. And just put it on the line. That's the main thing is, how should I say it? To be vulnerable. It's a scary thing to let down your guard, to open the curtain, to be vulnerable and say, I need help. But that is what works for people that are successful, for people that are epically on the high end of peak success, peace, health, prosperity. They know how to open up. These are the elite folks that do it. They don't mind burying their soul, asking for help when they need it. And it's true. I agree with this study. Most times you'll find out if you ask for a favor from another peer, another human being, another friend, most people are going to indulge you. You simply won't do it because you're scared. You have that fear of rejection. That is a normal human behavior. Fear. It's one to overcome if you intend to be an elite performer in life. Okay. Elite performers also are not afraid to take risk and they are open about their ambition. Are you the kind of person who prefers to be left alone in your little comfort zone? If so, how much pressure does it take for you to break out? Well, for high Elite performers, risk-taking isn't unusual at all. In fact, demonstrating courage, bravery is the sixth and final habit of the high elite performer. And it goes hand-in-hand with gaining a positive perspective on all challenging situations. Again, attitudes like these aren't inherently personality traits, they're characteristics that high-performing individuals have practiced and worked at over time. They recognize that taking bold action involves a higher risk of failing. But that's okay. Failing is okay. Elite people know that. You learn when you fail. But that's why these moves are considered bold. High performers have learned how to overcome their fears and take action. With practice, 
You can make bold decisions. And just like the elite performers, you can even come to enjoy the thrill, the adrenaline rush of taking a risk. Making a risky move is like any other learned skill. It gets easier the more you do it. So all you need to do is start taking the leaps. Like parachuting, the first time is always going to be a panic. It's scary. It's dreadful. But after every jump out of that airplane, it gradually becomes a little easier and less stressful. And you might even get to where it's just absolute pure indulgence and enjoyment. Most people will avoid any kind of struggle. Comfort is normal for people. That's where they like to stay. That's where your mind's going to try and keep you because it's about survival. Remember, your mind is a survival organism. It's going to try and tell you what to do instead of you telling it what to do. Fuck you, mind. Do what I tell you to do. I am the one in charge of you, mind. No, no, no. Be safe, Mr. Jason. Don't do that. Stay home. Hide in the house. Don't go outside. Evil people, bad things. Stuff will go wrong. People will laugh at you. People will shit in your face. Shut the fuck up, mind. Fuck you. I'm bored here. What I need's out there. I'm going to succeed. I'm going to strive. I'm going to make the best out of this life. And I can't do it with you constantly talking. I appreciate the fact you're looking out for me, Mr. Mind. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate that. That's it. That's the conversation. I appreciate you watching out for me. Thanks. But I'm going to do it anyways. Being extraordinary and reaching your goals means learning how to greet challenges with a smile. That's right. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to smile. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to have a great time in adversity. It's all about having the right perspective rather than complaining about life being difficult. Elite performers see each new challenge as an opportunity to grow, win, lose, or fail. One of the commonest bold acts is being open and honest about your true ambition. It's another way or another behavior that many will avoid due to the unwanted judgment or ridicule. Being authentic, who you really are, voicing it. The average person prefers to work towards their dreams in silence and hold it kind of tight to their chest. They don't really want to let people in on the secret of what they're after. It's too scary to be ridiculed. Elite performers don't hold back despite being fully aware that someone might call them delusional, unrealistic, an idiot, crazy, a moron. For them, it's all part of the precious struggle. In fact, some of that might turn into motivation. They said, I can't do it. They said, I was a fucking idiot. You said, I'm a moron. That person said, it's impossible. So don't waste another day. Now is the time to open yourself up to the rest of the world around you and all the good and bad that it has to offer. But by being 
open, you'll find that there is a lot of people out there just waiting to help you turn what you dream about into a reality. Remember that courage is not fearlessness. Being brave is not without fear. It is taking action and persisting in the face of fear. That is how you become brave. That is how you take on courage. Elite performers are not born extraordinary. Remember that from the study they did. They grow through steady and persistent practice that involves a conscious attempt to master certain habits. They're highly aware of the purpose of their work. They stay energetic. They use external motivators. They know how to increase productivity through careful planning from the macro, the micro on up to the bigger. Regularly, they connect and give to those around them and they take bold, brave risks. So seek clarity in your social interactions. Don't just enter a social interaction on autopilot. Ask yourself beforehand, how can I be a good person in this upcoming situation? What will this person I am walking up to, I am talking on the phone with, expect? What kind of mood and energy do I want to cast out into this world and create? How can I act to achieve the best outcome? And that's about it. Now, this is all taken from High Performance Habits from Brendan Bouchard. And there was so much I agreed with, I had to dig into bits and pieces of it and bring it to your attention because if you want to have an elite performance lifestyle that has success, that has peace, that has health, that has prosperity, then there's so much of what Brendan Bouchard writes in High Performance Habits that can help you out. So if you like it, get the audio book or the real book and see what he says about it instead of me. Brendan Bouchard is spelled... B-R-E-N-D-O-N-B-U-R-C-H-A-R-D. I just want you to have it because it's kind of a difficult name to spell. It's not Brandon, it's Brendan. And Burchard, well, you may have no fucking clue how to spell that. So there you go, I just gave it to you. Anyways, that's it for today, and you know what to do. As always, pass this along to friends and family or coworkers that may find some kind of value out of this because I am trying to give you things that can help change your life for free and everybody loves free right so rate and review if you got a chance to do it if you're on Apple you definitely do the other podcast websites I don't know but just the more you rate and review on any algorithm it's going to advise show more to more people and raise the traffic and that can help me out so i'd appreciate it if you got a chance to do it and as always if you got an extra dollar or an extra ten dollars and you think free is not going to work for me this is so goddamn valuable i've got to pay you i would love for you to have a dollar a month 
I would love for you to have $10 a month. Whatever it is, you can support the podcast. So look for the link to click on. It takes you to my anchor page. And you can donate. You can become a monthly subscriber that helps me keep this boat floating. That helps me keep this mission going so I can provide valuable information and entertainment. If you're getting a giggle or two along the ways. And I can keep doing this. So anyways, Jay out. Have a wonderful evening or day. Take care. Bye. Keeping it real. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you. But please do all of this at your own risk.